Building a brand is easy if you have the foundation set. Forget the logo or having the best website copy. What you need are the principles figured out so your brand can grow. Whether you're launching a business, becoming a blogger, or building an actual brand, knowing why you exist and who you are catering to is important for development. The brand base will help you figure everything out so you can bootstrap your own brand elements or hire someone to do it for you. You'll know exactly what you want so you can start with a clear vision and strategy. Download the digital copy of the brand base or enroll in the brand base coaching program. Listeners of the show will get 12% off when they use code FM1212 at checkout for 12% off. That's F as in forest, M as in monkey, 1212 to get 12% off at checkout. Now, let's get started with the show. Thanks for joining episode five of 512FM. And a special thank you to everyone for sharing and rating this podcast. It's so important to me and means so much to share this with everyone. If you have any questions or topic suggestions for the podcast, feel free to email me at 512FM at gmail.com. That's the word five, the number 12, FM at gmail.com. So I know that this woman is all over lately, especially because we're into kind of decluttering and organizing, but I fell in love with Marie Kondo's methods of things sparking joy and not sparking joy. And I really wanted to figure out how to tie this in with my business. And so I worked on this and worked on it for myself and my life. (laughs) I've often said, if it doesn't bring me joy, I throw it in the trash to literally everything. Food, current events, music, celebrities. Like, it doesn't matter because I feel like it doesn't have to just be an article of clothing or a set of books to spark joy. It literally could mean anything. And... My apologies, I made sure that I said Marie Kondo's name correctly. If I don't, I am not trying to butcher the language or butcher her name by any means, and it's definitely not a sign of disrespect. So all of that to say, I caught on to Marie Kondo a little bit late in the game. I never really read her books, and I didn't understand the hype until I watched her show on Netflix. And I'm big on organizing, you guys. I hate clutter in my home. I think every weekend I decide that it's time for me to reorganize and throw out things. It's pretty ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But her methods were very intriguing when I started watching her show. And I, I feel like things that make her different than other home home organization, home makeover shows are a few things. One, I feel like she doesn't come from a place of judgment. When she walks in to people's homes, she's really there to observe. She wants to see kind of how things are currently because these people reached out to her. These people reached out to her and said, hey, I need your help. And so she goes in and she has her translator with her. I think her I think her English isn't too great. Um, so she has her translator with her. But she goes in and she just she meets with the family and families have, you know, everybody has the same kind of story. They're very busy, and at the end of the day, they just want things done. It's what we all do. When we come home or we we stop working for the day, we don't really worry about 
oh gosh, how do we keep our stuff organized? How do we keep our things clean? We are just, we just want it done. We just want dishes to be put up somewhere. We want our spices to be put up somewhere. Uh, We don't really think anything else beyond that. And it's, again, it's relatable to everyday people. It doesn't feel like, oh, this is a like 1% problem, right? And two, before she starts cleaning anything, she asks the family or roommates or whoever the occupants are to take a moment to give thanks thanks for what their place has given them. Whether it's like the comfort or the memories, shelter, protection, and it's a really good thing to do. You don't really think about it when you're in the midst of saying, I hate this and I hate that and I want to get rid of this and I want to throw that in the trash, right? You just, you start complaining and you don't realize like it served its purpose in your life, even if you're about to get rid of it. And according to my research, this is very common in Eastern cultural practices. And I think I even saw on Facebook that this is a very common practice in the the religion of Islam, that it's, it's about just being thankful for what's there right then, even if you're about to make it over and make that particular place completely different. It's, you know, you sit in your living room and you're like, thank you for creating these memories of us decorating the Christmas tree or spending family time by watching a movie or playing with our kids or whatever the case is. And I thought that that was really special and not going to lie, I teared up a few times when she did it because I was like, oh God, I'm so ungrateful. I need to start doing this. But also, um, you know, when she leaves them to clean, I love that she checks on them periodically, but she doesn't like hover and she doesn't say, you don't really need to keep that. You don't really need to keep this. One of the things that she asks is, does this particular item spark joy? And if it does, you keep it and you find a place for it. And if it doesn't, you throw it out. And this varies because one thing that might spark joy for me may not spark joy or doesn't seem like it would spark joy to her, but she doesn't throw it out. She she doesn't tell me to throw it out. She doesn't say it's unnecessary. Where I feel like other makeover shows, home makeover shows will say, you don't really need that. It's so old. We'll replace it. It's fine. Um, and, And that's what I like. And I remember the episode of this lady with like, this family had tons of Christmas stuff, like floor to ceiling. It looked like Hobby Lobby in July, like just ridiculous amount of Christmas stuff. And for me, as someone who doesn't really decorate hardcore for Christmas, I would be like, you don't need all of these things. But it was so important to this person in the house because it reminded her of when she would decorate the house for her kids when she was little. So she, instead of telling, you know, instead of her throwing them all out, she organized them better instead of just having it pile up in the basement. And and that's what I'm saying. It's really about the family and the occupant situation. And she gives little tips and she checks on them and says, one thing that I like to do is finding, I like to put compartments in compartments, for example. And so all the little knickknacks that you might keep instead of them being all over the place for them to get lost, she, she suggests, you know, mini box, organizational boxes to keep track with them. And again, it allows them to kind of do what they will with the stuff that they have, but doesn't necessarily, you know, say you don't need this or you need to just throw it away or it's replaceable. So 
those were some key things that I took away from the show. And as I took them away, especially the does it spark joy, I started to see how things are a little bit more manageable with these systems in place so that you don't have to worry about all of the things that you organize becoming unorganized again, right? So all these things that just got decluttered aren't going to become cluttered again because you already put systems in place to try to prevent that as much as possible. And then I thought one day, can this apply to my business? Can this apply to 512 Studio? Because I was at a point, I was completely unhappy with it. And I think it happens to the best of us. We all just want to throw in the towel and be like, screw it, I'm done. Um, And that's what I did. And I had to sit back and I had to wonder why I was unhappy. Now, there are personal reasons why I was unhappy in general. And I think it just kind of translated over to my business. But then there was other stuff in my business that I just didn't like. And so I decided I needed to do some spring cleaning. I had to ask what brought me joy in my business and what didn't. And if you find yourself in this position, whether or not, you know, you do it now, you, you, you do, excuse me, (laughs) if you find yourself in this position, it's totally normal and it's okay. And if you don't find yourself in this position right now, you might later. And in fact, you probably will. So After the break, I will give you some tips to think about so you can start condomereeing your business. And yes, I just used her name as a verb. Don't judge me. Starting a business can be rough. You have the idea, now what? Hiring a brand strategist to help you launch or a designer to put your look together may not be in the budget and you're stuck trying to figure it out on your own. This is why I created the brand base. Instead of trying to Google 100 topics on graphic design or suffering from information overload from brand launch tips, the brand base puts everything you need in one workbook. You'll find the core of your business, discover your voice, and create the design you need for a successful start. Go to thebrandbase.512studio.com and purchase your digital copy for only $57. For those who need a cheerleader, check out the brand-based coaching program. Over three months, we'll have an in-depth building session where we focus on each part of the workbook. A brand audit will be conducted so we know what's working for your brand and what we need to improve. The coaching program also includes email support from me directly and discounts for select 512 Studio services upon completion of the program. The three-month program is $425 paid in full or three easy payments for $150. Again, go to thebrandbase.512studio.com to enroll in the coaching program or purchase the workbook. And listeners of the show can use FM1212 at checkout for 12% off. That's F as in forest, M as in monkey, 1212 to get 12% off at checkout. The Brandbase. Love your brand from the start. Now, back to the show. If you're feeling frustrated with your business, I get it. I completely understand. But before you throw in the towel, let's walk through a few steps. One, do you like performing the services you're providing? So say you're a personal stylist for creative speakers. Your services provide one-on-one consultations, personal shopping, in-person coaching, and virtual coaching. 
you loved it at first and it made sense for you to do these services. But after about six months, you start to feel burnt out. And let's be clear, burnout is normal. And if you are suffering and dealing with burnout, there are a few things you can do. Take a break. Sometimes you just need to take the weekend off and go hang out with your friends, do something that's completely unrelated to your business, and just step away from your computer for a couple of days and then come to. And usually the burnout is pretty gone. If you feel like the the burnout is is it's more than burnout and you're feeling downright, downright miserable though, look at what you're offering and figure out again what sparks joy and what doesn't. Maybe there's a different approach you can take to your business, or you can eliminate a service or services. So it's your business and you can literally do what you want, right? If you don't like the personal shopping aspect as a personal stylist, you can take that out. If you would rather just do in-person, in-person coaching instead of virtual coaching, you can, you can do that. It's your business. Again, you can do what you want to do. And that brings me to another tip. If you're at a point where you can, start delegating different tasks. Sometimes it's not the services themselves. It's the other things you have to do that's part of owning your business. Like I mentioned in the last episode, you are everything in your business when you first start. It's a lot of bootstrapping and that's okay. That's normal. But look at where you are now. And if you see that you can offset some of the tasks you don't want to do anymore, do that. So if you hate writing content, hire a content writer. If you hate designing, hire a designer on retainer, much like my service, The Pocket Creative. Need someone to take care of invoices and inquiries? Look into getting a virtual assistant. It's it's one of those things that sometimes it's like I'm not doing enough of what I love and I need to do more of it. So I need to get rid of these tasks or I need to automate certain things so that I can get back to the core of my business. That's fine. That's normal. You are going to get to that point. It's part of the growing pains of having a business. Another thing to do, look at your why. Why did you start your business in the first place? Why did you become a personal stylist? Or why did you become a teacher, a French teacher online? Why did you start becoming a designer or a creative director? Was it so you can be more inclusive uh, with, with having clientele? Do you want to reach a certain demographic that you find were being neglected? Where are you on your why? Have you neglected it because you're trying to chase trends that don't fulfill your purpose? And here's the thing, that happens too. With the online world exploding with different masterclasses and thought leaders saying to do this and do that to be successful, it can be so easy to get caught up in what you should be doing. And I say should in quotes. Listen, you're the only one who knows what they should be doing with your business at the end of the day. There are basic steps that yes, you should start with. Having a mission statement, having a vision statement, having an outline, a target audience. Those things are very much business basics 101. However, once you've launched and you start working, you know what works for you and you know what doesn't. So if you have an online masterclass for your business, but the idea of creating a course doesn't excite you, stop doing it. If you want to create an ebook, even though it may not be the best idea in your plan because it doesn't quote unquote make sense, 
If the idea, though, does spark joy with you, then start working on it. Because again, you want your business to be everything that makes you happy, that brings you so much positivity that you look back and you go, amazing. And I love doing this and I want to keep doing this and I want to promote it and sell it. You don't want to do things that make you roll your eyes or go, yeah, yeah, I do that, but it's nothing. Don't worry about it because you're wasting time between that person who might buy it and you selling it. And then it's just wasting there and it's collecting dust and blah, (laughs) no one wants that, right? Now, I know I told you don't give up and I know I told you don't throw in the towel, but my last tip is something that you know, I want you to take seriously and I want it to be a super last result. If you have a business and overall, none of it is sparking joy, no matter how you try to look at it and you find peace letting it go, let it go. Again, I know I said, don't let it go. I know I told you guys, hey, don't throw in a towel yet. Look at different aspects. But Sometimes that is the best solution. Forget your pride for a moment. Forget what you think everyone else is going to say or think. We're talking about what sparks joy for you. If you feel like you've done all you can and it's time to move on, it's okay to let it go. Do not look at it as a fail. Much like Marie Kondo does, give your business thanks for what it has done for you and how it served its purpose. Your business taught you hustle. Your business taught you hard work. Your business taught you how to market yourself. Your business helped you connect with people you wouldn't have connected with before, whether it was online or in person. Now take a moment and reflect on that. Rejoice in those memories, then breathe and make a plan to let it go. I know that sounds a little insane, throwing in the towel to be happy, but let me tell you this, not everyone is meant to own their own business or to be an entrepreneur. That's okay. If you want to make a mark in the world, it may be at a corporation that already exists. So say you're someone who wants to change the cultural dynamics of minorities in the tech industry. Now maybe, just maybe, creating your own company isn't the answer. Instead, working for, working toward a position of change in an existing company is. And again, I understand that this decision isn't the easiest. I know it requires a lot of soul searching, but know if this is what you feel works best for you, what sparks the most joy, then go with that decision and be grateful for the experience you've gained. I've talked to a lot of people about this because there were times that I wanted to throw in the towel of 512. And I am saying super recently. But when I thought about it, as I was making the next steps to do it, I I couldn't. I couldn't let it go. And not just because of my logo tattooed on my left arm, but (laughs) because the idea of having 512 Studio means so much more to me than just saying that I own my own business, right? It was more about saying I created this because I want to break the mold in the small and medium-sized business world because I wanted to take all of my experience and help those people who are passionate about building their dreams to build their dreams. And I wanted to work alongside them and be their cheerleader. I didn't want them to just be another check to me or just another client. I really wanted to help them build relationships. And so 
abolishing 512 Studio just to, you know, because I was in a very frustrating point of my business just wasn't the right way to go. And I have amazing friends who helped me realize that even if they don't realize that they helped me realize it. So how do you conduit your business? One, give thanks to where you are, even if it's not where you want to be. The struggle of owning a business is hard and it's tough and it's lonely. It's just not fun. But every now and then you have to pause and you have to just breathe and and be thankful. Okay, I got this far. Okay, there are tools out there that'll help me get to the next place. Figure out the task and the services that spark joy and operate your business around that. Just because you're a designer or a stylist doesn't mean you have to provide every single service that those positions require you to do. If you don't want to do something because you don't find it entertaining or you don't find it joyful, you don't have to do it. If you want to outsource tasks that you don't want to do, like taxes, outsource your taxes. It's probably safer anyway and you won't be making mistakes or as many mistakes as you would if you were doing it yourself. And if in the end you realize what you're doing is sucking the life out of you, that your gifts are best elsewhere, go with that. It's perfectly okay to realize that you gave your all and you're now ready for the next part of your journey. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email 512FM, the word 5, the number 12, FM at gmail.com. And remember to rate the show with five stars and live your life in a way that makes Beyonce proud. Bye.